Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learned in the process. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because this is a dual episode, which means my co-founder of Fast Forward Productions, Ashley Pollard, and I both recorded this podcast together for both of our podcast feeds. Her podcast, The Unfiltered Entrepreneur, is all about entrepreneurial tips and business tips for the digital age and... She wanted to do a podcast with me all about when she decided to hire a podcast producer and how that became the company we now co-own together. And I wanted to do a podcast all about how starting a company that is not necessarily tied in with my acting career has majorly benefited my acting career. And we decided these topics could coincide so well that we recorded it as one podcast for both our feeds. We are going to get into all about podcast production and the likes and the ins and outs of it today, but I'm also going to get really, really deep and so is Ashley in why creating a business and having an outside financial influence has benefited my acting career in ways I didn't imagine and how having a company and creating a company was something I never thought was possible while still taking my acting career seriously and having it as number one in my schedule. So without further ado, please enjoy this dual episode with Ashley Pollard of the Unfiltered Entrepreneur Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to a very special dual episode. We have on my end, the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. This is Ashley Pollard, if you cannot tell. And we also have Sam Valentine with us, who has her own podcast. She'll introduce herself in a second. We at Team AP Consulting are interviewing everybody on the team. And so this is something that Sam and I were already going to do, but we felt like it's a perfect marriage to also share on her podcast. So you will find this on both. Sam, you can introduce yourself. If you are from my side of the world, hi, guys. Welcome back to the One Broke Actress podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I'm your host, Sam Valentine. Wow. <laughs> I should have pulled up my intro. Um, Giving honest, no fluff advice to the digital entrepreneur. See, there you go. <laughs> um, I thought this was great because Ashley asked me to come on her podcast and we work so closely together. A lot of you might have actually seen Ashley or heard her multiple times via my Instagram or different parts of my podcast as well. But I thought this would make a great episode for my podcast too, talking about the different sides of business that I work in and how I manage it both with my acting career. So yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel like we both have quite loyal, invested followers where I think that people are like, Ashley, you're my digital consultant and Sam is your podcast friend. And you're like, <laughs> Sam, and people are like, Sam, you're my go-to for all this actor advice. And Ashley's your business friend. <laughs> totally. Totally. I think we fill each other's niches like quite well. Quite yeah. Well. Do you want to give a little background about you? Obviously, your people know a little bit, but it's always fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, so uh, hi, Unfiltered Entrepreneur team. Um, you might recognize me from the Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. Um, <laughs> audio tag. That's that's me. I'm an actor in Los Angeles. I live in West Hollywood. I have a bunch of rescue dogs. I have a husband. I, you know do a lot of work in podcasting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been an actor in LA for about 10 years. Ashley and I met in college and we were roommates. We're roommates. We frequented the same frat houses. 
<laughs> we actually have never, I don't think we've ever had a disagreement. Apart from the fact that you need to drink more water, that is. Okay, but that's not a disagreement. That's a fact. Are we in agreement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I agree with you. You care more about my H2O intake than most people do in a way that I'm so grateful for. I care a lot. You do. You know, you care about a lot of things in my life. My podcast, my H2O intake. Uh, and for those of you on the One Broke Actress side, I'm Ashley Pollard. I worked in New York for the past, you know, for about 10 years. In the fashion industry, I was uh, kind of like building new departments for brands. And then in the pandemic, I started my consulting agency. And now I help women grow their own businesses, whether they are, you know, sick of their full-time job and they want to quit because they want to do video editing, or they are a stay-at-home mom who wants to legitimize or optimize their web design services or whatever it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of really cool female service-based businesses have come through our doors and are um, making great money. The reason that One Broke Actress is a business with an income level and an, an assistant, an actor that I get to pay, all of that good stuff is because of taking your Square One Accelerator program is yeah. because I, I took it and it, I mean, like actors ask me all the time, they're like, how how do you make money with, with One Broke Actress? I'm like, you have no idea the options that exist for you to make money in spaces. You know, and it's so funny because it's like learning a language, right? And first of all, thank you because I'm glad that you took something from it, but I think people need to understand that like it's it is like learning a language, right? Mm -hmm. And like let's say you wanted to learn Chinese, you might be looking at Sam who speaks perfect Mandarin, uh, and you're like, how do you do that? And it's like, well, you learn the language, right? You learn how to do it. And the thing about business is that I'm fluent in it, mm -hmm. and I can see how tiny, tiny, tiny changes can make you a lot of money. You know, one person I think of in particular who's an actress in Atlanta was working a job she hated and doing video editing on the side. And she, with our help, was able to quit her full-time job and do this full-time on her own. Like, she's one of my success stories that I'm like, I could like cry thinking about because it's just so cool to know that she's making $60,000 a year now, <sighs> up to 75 sometimes, depending on like the kind of work that she's getting because of tiny tweaks. And if you have never been shown that side of the, of life, you're not going to know, right? But you're able to monetize your craft, your hobby, your skill set, your interests. Yeah. And I think, you know, coming from the actor side of the world, we're told that we can do one thing mm. and we, we can only professionally do one thing. And we'll get into that more when we talk about podcasting. But I was never told that I could make money from something that I did sometimes. Right. I, you know, and we're taught that in college too. You have to major in something. You have to have a certificate, a degree. No, you fucking don't. No. No, you don't. And I, I tell actors all the time, like, up your value. Consider upping your value. Like, what do you, and no one, I think we're also a little, all too humble sometimes. Yeah. And we don't realize how much value that each person packs. And we really dived on the deep end of that, but we can also go back into talking more about podcasting as well in well, your business but well the thing is is that i think that the two, there's two things that come to mind for me one i think that women believe i don't know if that's the right word but like inherently have a societal pressure that you have to give a lot to earn a little mm. right you mm. have to be bleeding out to earn any money and guys don't go through the world that way guys 
I mean, this is going to sound like such a man-hating comment. It's very generalization. But, like, for the most part, there's a lot – coming from a New York standpoint, when I see all these, like, finance bros, there's so many men who occupy space and expect to be paid for it. And there's women who think that they have to ask permission to occupy space and can never ask for money for it. And so I think that there's a little bit of an understanding that, like, you're allowed to earn money from something you're not great at yet. Now, you may not be able to earn great money, but you can – Make good money from something you're good at. You can make some money from something you know some of. So that incremental push of like just get started and make a tiny bit of money and then charge more when you know more and charge more when you know more and so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. that's how you grow and giving people permission to do that. But the second thing is that I think that women feel like we have to be perfect, right? Or like if we are not fully dedicated to a specific task, then there's no way that we're able to, you know, possibly do well at the thing that we're supposed to be doing. And I think women are the best multitaskers on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, I see some of my clients who are moms who are on a call with me, holding their baby, eating lunch while giving me strategic advice. And I'm like, tell me you can't do two things well. Right, right, right. (laughs) Tell me you can't. It's true. It's so true. And I mean, that was – that uh, almost imposter syndrome type feeling came up when when in the pandemic you were like, hey, I'm tired of of doing my podcast all the time. Is it insulting? Can I pay you money to to take care of it for me? And I was like, all of you actors who were out there in mid-pandemic 2020 who were scraping for money, I was like, give it to me. <laughs> well, and it was tiny. We started with such tiny parts of it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what we started with. You were like, I'll record episodes and will you please just – Put like in put show them notes in order and put them on Instagram. Yeah, I was like, yeah. What else? Well, I think we didn't even start with Instagram. It was like, can you just like construct the episode mm-hmm. and then schedule it and write the show notes? And then it was like, then can you take over the Instagram? Then can you? And there was a point where you were like, I have so much more bandwidth. Like, give me all of it because I think I wrote to you and I said you need to pay me less. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I was like, you need to pay me less because you're overpaying me for what I'm doing. I can do more. And you were like, I'd rather have you do more than pay you less. Right. So I was like, take it all. (laughs) Go for it. And not a shock to me at all, but also a very happy surprise is that the podcast blew up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we started getting thousands and thousands of listens. And I think it's because of two things. One, I think I was more excited about the podcast. So when I was talking about it, there wasn't a resentment hanging over it. Mm -hmm. But there was also like more I could do, you know? There was more that I was able to do in my business. There was more that I was able to do with the podcast. There was more fun stuff that came along with it that I was then able to focus on because I had you to construct the episode and put the audio together and Mm -hmm. edit it and write the show notes and post it on social and do all of the back-end organization. Yeah, I mean, any actor who's listening knows this process because when we go to set, all we want to do is act. And if you've ever Mm. created your own scene or filmed your own real piece or filmed your own short film, you know that you have to be your own locations manager. You have to bring food for everyone. You have to direct. You have to also do your hair and makeup. And it's exhausting. And Mm. if you just get to do one thing, you do it so much better. Right. Because you can think about all of the intricacies that go into it, right? I now have the space where one of my big goals for this year when it comes to the podcast is I really – I've not – It's not that I haven't cared. I haven't put much effort into perfecting my interview skills. Mm. And I want to be a good interviewer. Like I've interviewed, but now I want to be a good 
interview were, mm-hmm. right? So that's something that I want to develop. I can't run a consulting agency, have my wellness product, me time, and also edit my podcast, write the show notes, post it, and conceptualize new ideas for it and find guests for it. It's like, it's not possible. Yeah. And you have two simultaneous podcasts now that roll. Which is, I'm I'm a masochist though. (laughs) Like it's not. But you couldn't do it without having a team. No. No. And that's why I think we work so well together. And that's where Fast Forward kind of came was birthed in essence is I was like we have the easiest working relationship like should we this is coming at like the same time that we launch fast forward so should we talk about what we're talking about I'm sure (laughs) let's do it I don't care yeah (laughs) hey guys (laughs) do you want to go into it yeah go so if you're listening to this, we are the co-founders of Fast Forward Productions. You've oh my god, that's so it. funny! I didn't even realize like people don't know about it. We've been talking about this since June 2021. I know, and I think I pitched it with the name Fast Forward Production. You did, and yeah. I said, "Let's keep it." I love it. I w- I like put together. Okay, so what's really funny is I Shark Tanked Sam. So I was. <laughs> I did. You did. You did. You were like, oh, you were like, put on a nice outfit. I'm taking you to dinner. I was like, I'm taking you to dinner and I'm bringing my laptop. And I had a pitch deck of like, these are all of the different production companies. This is how they make money. This is what I want us to do. This is how much they're charging, which is insane. And there's all of these production companies focused on million follower influencers, right? Mm -hmm. Major, major, major people. And I can understand because they're going to make more money from ad dollars and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But That's not really our focus. I'm like, there's so many women who have great podcasts, but they just need somebody to run it, right? Yeah. And so what are the bare expenses that we would need to cover? What is like the bare minimum that we could charge? And let's start there because we want to make sure that women can have the support Mm -hmm. to have a podcast. That's why our tagline is the women are speaking. And that's why it's called fast forward is because we can make you go faster. You know, something I say in the agency all the time is like, we'll take you further faster. And it kind of applies here perfectly. Absolutely. And I, I remember when you, when we first started working together and you said, God would like, what would you, what do you want to do with this podcasting thing? And I said to you, and it's literally a picture on my vision board right there across the room. I said, I, I want to work for a podcasting company like Dear Media. Mm-hmm. I want to do something like that, but I feel like I, I also want my acting career to go well and I want to be able to focus on multiple things and I just don't think that they would ever take me seriously as an employee if I was that. And you turn to me on that Zoom and you go, why don't, why don't we just make our own Dear Media? And I was like, like – Tell me why not. And I was like – Oh, I don't know. That sure sounds like a lot of work. Gee golly, I could never have a company. No, no, no. And I filed it away. And then we sat down to dinner a thousand years ago, seven, eight months ago. Yeah. And you were like, but we can. I was like, this is how much money it's going to take to get started. This is, And we've worked on it diligently for eight months. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah. And we got it properly branded and we got a website for it and we, you know, wrote the copy and we found beta clients Mm -hmm. and we set up the back end and we've 
talked to really big talent and said no to them because mm-hmm. they weren't the right fit. We've talked to other people who just need the podcast course, which is great. And yeah. we've now found a group of people that are the right kind of voices that, you know, we already have so many people interested in the service, which is great. People so are finding exciting. the Instagram before we're even like talking about it. I know. I love you guys. You're such little stalkers. I, I know. love it. We have like <laughs> sleuths. People are like, okay, so you posted this and then I found this thing on Instagram and now both you and Sam have this thing at the beginning of your podcast. I'm like, wow, you guys are good. I know, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But I mean, it's not like it's been a secret, but it's been working in the back end, which yeah. I think has been because we're not trying to be like, don't tell. No, it's not like a a, a big surprise. It's no. like this is something we've been working on, but because we both work in different spheres as well and we have so much going on, we gave ourselves a lot of runway yeah. to get this off the ground. And I feel so confident in what we have to offer now because we took our time. Yeah, we took a, we took a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the plan was always to launch in February and now it's February and – this is the launch, guys. Hi, welcome. Welcome <laughs> to the new future. So we produce podcasts. We produce podcasts. And, you know, here's the thing. It's not cheap. I'm not going to act like it's, you know, $75 a month to work with us. It's not. Mm-mm. But, you know, we looked at other people where it's, I mean, a full-time salary to hire that person. You know, it's $10,000 or $5,000 or, you know, it's it's just insane how, how much help could be possible at a like we can do this and make money at the price point that we're charging totally and it it it's it becomes I think that people think that they can't have it sometimes right. because or they don't it, deserve it it's priced in unattainable ways right. because people don't want you to be able to attain it but right. we do I think right. you should be able to afford to pay someone to outsource your podcast because it shouldn't be ten thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not ten thousand dollars worth of work. No, period. It's not. It's not. And a lot of times what you're paying for is the office space that they're sitting in. The name it, brand on your podcast. Right. That or like the eight full time employees. Mm-hmm. And like the work around there is that we're not gonna have full time employees. Mm-hmm. We are gonna have people that are helping and assisting on your podcast. But it's a lean team. Mm-hmm. We're not – you're not going to see a billboard by us. You're not going to see a full PR team or anything like that. All of those expensive things. You know, it kind of reminds me of Warby Parker. I don't know if you know what they kind of did, but Luxottica was like the eyewear brand. The only – they had a full monopoly on glasses. Mm. So the only person who ever made glasses was this company, Luxottica, and they could charge anything. So everybody thought glasses were $500 or $350. And right. then Warby Parker came along and was like, no, <laughs> you can do it for $50, $75, $100. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be like, why are you doing this? And then you see people like Tuft & Needle with like the mattresses, the mattresses saying, you know, so there's a lot more like, hey, people are charging you way more than they need to because they think that they can get away with it and they can't get away with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's how we feel, you know, yeah. like it does not have to be that expensive. Just cut out the shit. Yes. Yes. And it, there's, it's, it's can be simplified and because we also work in different spheres, we understand the importance of cutting the shit yeah. and keeping it simple and streamlined. That's a good segue because I think that we both can talk a little bit to why we think this is important for our different spaces. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we just recorded something for Fast Forward, but in case you're, you know, here, 
what is the benefit of having a podcast as a creative, whether you're an illustrator or a photographer or an actor or a dancer or even? Mm-hmm. Like, what would be the benefit of a podcast? I know it, but, you know, let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, your personality is so unique to you. It's mm-hmm. like buying cereal at the grocery store. There is 17 different types of brand flakes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's it's the same shit in all of the boxes mostly. Right. But the shape is different, or the size, or the or box the values it comes of the in. company. Yes, is it the tier that I always got growing up, which was the one in the bag and the bottom? You know what I mean? Or was it like it the kashi. different types? Yeah. Oh my god, a ka- like that kashi granola mix. God, that sounds so good right now. But like that, the, it's the same basic ingredients. We're all people. Like just like like for example, I talk to actors consistently. Where every actor is in some level working on their acting career. We all can read lines and play a part. Mm-hmm. But the way we do it is going to be so different. Right. And you can only get across so much of your personality when you exist on a media platform like Instagram or I mean TikTok's a different vibe because it's it's just a whole new world over there, but The thing with podcasting is that you can use your personality, your inflection, your upbringing, your education, your interests all in one space that doesn't necessarily have to be your exact perfect curated career square. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be exactly a resume 8 by 10. It doesn't have to be one single headshot. There is so much of yourself that you can put out into the world, whether or not people even listen, especially to start. That you just will excel better when you have the space to put it out. And we said this a little bit ago as well, but listening is a skill. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. And being able to contribute to a conversation but also listen is something that I would say most people don't do well. I agree. You know, to your point of like having a craft and having something you care about, I'll argue Having things outside of your craft will make you better at Mm. it. There's not so much pressure on the one thing. You know, like I work with so many different people who are like, this has to work because it has to. And then that just scares me because then you resent or you fear the thing that you're supposed to love the most. Where if you have other things that help support you or that are an outlet for you, then it's a joy if that thing – when that thing works, right? And you get to show up and do it when you like it, when you have fun with it, when it feels good and everything else that you're doing on the side is, you know, fueling it. You know, it's interesting to kind of come back to like side hustles. I remember you saying recently on Instagram, and I know it won't be so recent when this comes out, but like – all the different side hustles that you've had. And you were like, I didn't realize that I was allowed to like like my side hustle. Yeah. Like I didn't realize I was allowed to like make good money from one thing. Because I thought that that would take away from my ultimate acting career goals. Yeah, like if I like two things, do, does that mean I like one thing less? Yes. And that's not the case. Yeah, it's like when people have multiple children. Yes, I was just going to say that. <laughs> you don't like Except one I was of your the favorite, more than so. the other. Yeah, same, but <laughs> – we definitely both just think we're the favorite. <laughs> oh my God. I know. My mom's like, no, you aren't. <laughs> but, it, you know, and even in your business, right? Like if you are coming from the unfiltered entrepreneur side, you really help me in the sense that like 
my podcast is now reaching so many new voices that would not have found me before Mm -hmm. who then are like, let me check this person out. I really like her as a person. Now I trust her. Now I have a lot of free material to consume. Now I'm excited to hire her. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many people will sign up for my services that are not cheap and they'll say, this is the easiest money I've spent because I have in essence spent this money on all the free information that you've given me. Like, yeah. I'm paying for, yes, the fact that you've given me, but I'm happy to support you because I've gotten this amount of information from all the free that you've already given me. Totally. You know? Totally. I think a lot of people also are like, at least from maybe like a business capacity, like, if I give away things for free, are people going to hire me? Yeah. Think about it from this perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I am obsessed with Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I love watching it. And mm-hmm. so I was watching Queer Eye, right? And they're making over this guy's living room. I could easily look at that and say, okay, that's something I want to do in my living room. But that doesn't make me an interior designer. That doesn't mean it's going to work in my living room. That doesn't mean it's going to work with my budget Mm -hmm. or my style. Like, I could watch that and potentially learn something from it and be fine. But the person who looks at that and is like, I don't even know where to begin is going to hire someone. Yeah. So giving away free advice, first of all, that person may be set. They may never have to hire you. They may never have to work with you because they're like, okay, I got everything that I needed. But now they like you and you answered their question. So when their peer, when their friend, when their client is like, I really need someone, they're going to say, go to Ashley, go to that person, go to Sam, Mm -hmm. whatever, because you've given so much free information that they've digested it and gotten what they need. And then that person who they refer you to might be the person who ends up paying. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Some people just need a DIY answer. And that's why with Fast Forward, we have the mini podcast. Right. Because – And the free email training. and the free, Yeah, the free email training because we, we don't – we know for a fact that not everyone can afford to pay a podcast producer. Or nor should to. you. Yes. Nor should you. And so – you can utilize all of the resources that we put together. It's like mm-hmm. the same with my actors. Like I don't think every single one of them should take my working actor workshop. Right. Some of you are in a different place. Some of you aren't ready. Some of you are past it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that I want. I don't want your money. I don't right. want your time. I want to serve the right group of people. The right people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just it helps so much. I do. I do really want to go back to what you were talking about having something outside of your focus. Yeah. Because actors ask me often. How can you also run a business? Right. How can you also – you're podcast producing but also you have your acting career. Like doesn't one take away from the other? And I can't tell you how much freedom I have found with my acting career mm-hmm. because I have a job that fulfills me in creative aspects as well as in financial aspects. Right. It is and been, one versus like you in the past have had like six things going at once. Yes. That's more distracting. Oh my God. Running around town to five different jobs, being an assistant and a chef and a nanny and a valet driver and all of these things like I, was the most exhausting thing I've ever done. And then how much energy do you have left for acting? Very little. Right. And I would get auditions and I would come at them from a place where I was – Furious, or like, please work out so that I don't have to do this anymore. Yes, and uh, and I'm putting that on you. No, hoping 100%. that that's correct. No, 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 totally. We've had that discussion, right? Because I would look at them as like my coach Sarah Mornell would say is like I every audition felt like a lifeline, mm. and this is the thing that can save me from the life that I'm in right now. Mm. But now, when an audition comes in, I'm like, oh, okay, great. I have my schedule reconfigured to where the business fits into my career. I put my podcasting aside for 
an hour and a half tomorrow from 3 to 4.30 and I'll film this audition. And right. I'll do, you know, and I don't look at it as the thing to save me because I don't need saving. I'm good. Right. I don't need financial saving. I don't need anything else. When it comes, solid. I'm pumped and I'm so excited to exercise that side of me. But I'm not waiting on it and I'm not wishing for it. And I, I mean, I'm Or taking I'm something wishing. wrong or – Yes. You know, There's getting some, too obsessed with something working out that maybe you didn't even like or – Yeah, you put all your eggs in that basket. And like there is a way that you can have more than one basket and hold them both. Also, not to be like super woo-woo, but I'd be lying if I would say that it's like not a part of how I think. I personally think that the universe celebrates you being in alignment. And mm-hmm. so if somebody is doing all of these things that cause angst and frustration and resentment, you will only receive more. So if you're saying, my cup is full and everything else is a bonus, I personally think that that, even if you're not super spiritual where like the universe will provide for like that kind of energy that you're putting out into the world – I just think naturally you're going to do better. You're going to treat people better. You're going to have a different enthusiasm. You're going to be more excited. You're going to probably perform better. Mm -hmm. Your craft will, you know, be in a different level. And I just, I think that if you, if you are working through your life, if you're running your life, let's say, in a way that everything feels fun, everything will work better. Yeah. And you know what? You show up as a more fully-fledged human because now when I'm talking with important people, this is for anyone who's in any business, when I have meetings, when I chat, when I'm just generally getting to know someone, they say, tell me about you. I have a full side of me that has nothing to do with the reason I'm in that room. Mm -hmm. I have a full life outside of my acting career that involves other sides of my creativity and other skill sets. And it makes me such a better conversationalist Mm. and it adds so much more flavor to the conversations we're having. Because if you talk to anyone just in my business alone, nobody's only making money from one thing. Right. Maybe they only emphasize one thing. Right. But those famous actors, you guys, they have side hustles where they sell merch on Instagram. Right. They have brand deals. They have real estate. Right. right? It may not be in your face that they have different businesses. But they do. you bet your ass they have more than one stream of income. Yeah. And most successful people do. You know, I dated a comedian for a hot second. And uh, (laughs) How'd that go? Well, his name is like now on Marquise and I'm like, I can't go to his show. And I'm like, he's for sure forgotten about me. But (laughs) 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 But it's funny because I asked him once like, you know, what's the best lesson that you've learned? Like, who'd you learn it from? Because he was like doing things at the cellar and there's like really big names that go through the Mm -hmm. cellar and uh, the comedy cellar in New York. And I remember him saying like, honestly, the best thing that I was told is that your comedy will only be as good as how big of a life you live outside of it. And it's true. And, you know, his point was basically like, I don't have material if I don't have a life to give that material substance. Yeah. I don't have material if I don't have anything to talk about. Otherwise, I'm just like pulling from thin air of things that could be funny or I'm influenced by what other people think are funny and it's not mine, Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like with everything, the bigger life you have outside of the thing that is supposed to be like your dream or your moneymaker or your, you know, end-all be-all, like your most exciting thing, 
the less pressure you can put on that, the better. Because then, to your point, you're showing up as a full person. You have more mm-hmm. things to talk about. You have things that light you up. And your thing can be the icing on the cake, which is kind of what you want it to be. You want it to be the best part of your life. And it can't be the best part of your life if it's also the biggest stressor. Oh, my God. Yes. And I, I there's, a, there's a correlation that I often hear people say that when you do more things, you're going to be more stressed. And that's true to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But when it's hyper-focused, for example, now I have one broke actress, I have my acting career, and I have fast-forward productions. I feel so good all of the time because one feeds the other that. and I'm so happy and I know – I'm not worried about where my money's coming from because it's there. It's consistent. It's consistent, which is really hard to find for any of my actors listening. We know how hard that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is consistent. I'm not worried about that. I have every actor I know is just begging for a list of things that they can just check off. We love a to-do list and mm-hmm. we live in a career that doesn't really have a to-do list attached well, to it. It's very much like get a VA position, you know, get a job at the bar and take up this side job where you're babysitting for the family. And it's like you're not going to go deep into any of those, which means you're not going to make deep money. You're not going to have like a deep investment in it. And I was and I always think that's having – to your point. Yeah. Is like I was, if I have a deep investment in it, am I not going to have a deep investment in my craft? I was always having an existential crisis that I was like how much longer – I'm approaching mid-30s. I was like, how much longer can I work my side jobs? How much longer? And some people excel at bartending. Some people are professional nannies. I knew my clock was ticking on all of those things. I guess that's the difference too because I'm definitely not talking about about those things. Mm -hmm. But like if you're just doing it for like the touch of side money, you're not going to go deep into it as someone who like – really takes the science of mixology seriously. Yes, it was not my or, craft. Right. Yeah, and I felt the clock ticking. Mm-hmm. And I would go to sleep at night wondering, how am I ever going to make more than $25, $30 an hour mm. doing anything? And it felt like it also put a ticking clock on my acting career. Right. Which was terrifying. And then last year, and I'm obviously not going to go deep into any specifics, but like last year, you made like a salaried amount of money, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think to me, that's just nice to know that – you know, it's it's got to feel nice to know that, like, you're set and you can treat yourself and you can do these things. And I can and- put money in my IRA. Do you know what also happened last year? Hmm. I had the best year of acting I've had in my entire life. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, that's some woo shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's some woo shit. It's some woo shit, you know? The universe was like, yes, girl, like, more of this. Like, look at you lighting yourself up. Look at you filling up your own cup. Mm-hmm. Once you filled up your own cup, here, I'm going to I'm gonna send some good shit your way because you learned the lesson that I needed you to learn, which is take care of yourself. Not to say that those actors who are listening who are struggling should start a business and that's they're in. Like, I'm not going to say this is my official, like, from now on I shall book all these roles every single year no. because I have a business. No, but I do think that the vibe has changed. Because you have space to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Not to put words in your mouth, but I would assume that's part of what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's like – and we're going to talk about the reason that you decided to bring on a podcast producer, but like it's all intertwined. Well, let's go into that because there was a reason that I brought on a podcast producer, which is the fact that like I had too much to do. I was Mm going to drop the podcast. I was going to not do it anymore. I felt way overwhelmed. And I got to a point where I was like, I can either learn this 
or outsource it. And I think that's kind of like a balance that entrepreneurs often have to handle is like, do I learn this or do I hire? Do I learn this or do I hire? Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where I had learned enough about podcasting where I was like more of this and then I'm going to be focused on the podcast and I need the podcast to be fueling my business. Mm -hmm. And so what it became was this top of funnel. And what that means is basically like a way for new people to find me so that they go down the rabbit hole of listening to all this information. Maybe they hear me talking about the Get Started Toolkit, which is going to change names soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, The All Things Web Toolkit, again, (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, these different things that I sell, these different programs that I have, Square One Accelerator, which is changing names soon. And I have these different things where they'll – you know, learn more and understand more. And, oh, wow, that actually does sound interesting. Oh, my gosh, it's only $50. It's only $100. Like, I'm going to go check it out. Mm -hmm. And that will make sales in the background where then that person DIYs things for a while and then they say, okay, well, now I really want to work with you. I've gotten so much free information from you. I downloaded your thing and I saw how much value you give. You're so great at what you do. Now I'm ready to hire you as my person. I have people who've, like, been in my sphere for a while just digesting content for free, just paying for low price things that are now saying, I'll pay the big bucks to work with you. Mm-hmm. And I knew that my podcast was making me money, but I don't have data to like support that by any means. Mm-hmm. So outsourcing my podcast was an easy yes, because I was like, I'm not going to see a financial attachment to this. Now, granted, I did make money from the podcast last year. It's not livable by any means. Mm-hmm. It was a decent amount of money. Uh, but it was fun money, you yeah. know, and that's kind of how I treated it. I let it just like sit in my podcast bank account and Sam kept being like, can you spend that money? Because I'm just like staring at this like, like money this, Will you move that up. to your bank, please? Will you move that to your bank? Like what if something crashes? Please I was, move this to I your was bank. like, this is my savings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I pulled it out and used it for like Christmas presents and like other fun spending. But like mm-hmm. it, and it was what it was. But, you know, I knew that the podcast was going to fuel other parts of my business. And the reason that you and I worked so well together is because one, you are not the kind of person to be like, no, it, it's the way I say it is. And that's it. You're very much like, what do you need? What do you want? Great. I'm off to the races. I will not talk to you unless I absolutely need to. And you're great about that. You know, you're, you get the job done, you get it super quickly. You don't want to be doing something for hours on end, you know, I'm tired. You're direct (laughs) straight to the point. Uh, but I always get good stuff from you. So it's not like, you know, we have such a good relationship because you do great work, but you're fast and you think in advance for me. You stay on me if I'm getting something late. Mm-hmm. You're like, let's go. And having that person who cares as much as I do about the podcast helps me have one. And then it helps me serve the people in my audience who want things for free or who don't know me yet or who are interested in working with us but want to see what my vibe is like or whatever it could be, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you said it really well in one of your previous podcast episodes in this Unfiltered Entrepreneur season is that when you hire someone to come onto your team, the good people are the ones who want your success to be inevitable and they want – your vision to be the thing that wins. Yeah. I would rather have you be so happy with your podcast than it be the exact podcast that I would do. Right. Because that's two different things. Right, right. I would never – everything everything for every individual person is different, right? And it's one thing for you to be like, Ash – you know, maybe we should do this or like, hey, have you thought about doing this? Totally. Or like, but that's that's more like giving me some feedback or giving me something to think on mm-hmm. or giving me a suggestion. 
at the end of the day, it is my podcast and you treat it as such. And I am so happy with the podcast now. That's why we have two. Yeah. <laughs> just keep expanding. I'm like, and I have another idea for another podcast. And a production like, company. Am I well? <laughs> like, what's happening here? Wait, you have a third idea? Yeah, I do have a third idea. We can't. I can't. Not right now. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. But then I found out they're turning into a TV show already with the same name and I'm like mad about it. But whatever. Anyway. We can talk about it. So – I can the it. reason that I outsourced my podcast was because it was like, get rid of the podcast and get rid of all of the opportunity for free information, for ways to connect, for ways for people to learn more about the things that I do charge for, mm-hmm. which, which it seems like such an easy decision. So many people are like, why would I do this if it's not going to make you money? It's like, it's not going to make you direct money. It will make you money. Yeah. I, there's something about brain space that you just can't put a dollar amount on, and I would say this for anyone in any sphere and any if there's one thing that is detracting from you and you do have an income that has some wiggle room if there is if you can hire a bookkeeper mm-hmm. if you can hire someone to organize your finances if you can hire a dog walker someone to clean like if there is something that you can take off your plate in order to expand in other ways i just think it's so worth it now granted for my actors who are listening to this who are like 22 and fresh off the boat and like figuring their shit out, you're not going to hire someone to clean your house. You no. probably don't even ready to have a dog yet. Like you're in a different sphere and that is also okay. But noting, spending some time thinking about when you do have your ideal life, when you wake up in the morning and get to live the life you want to live, what type of tasks do you want to slowly take off your plate? Right. And those are life goals, right? right. That's like a big, big, big picture. Yep. I think it's a a great thing for people to start thinking about even if they're not ready to outsource anything. I'm glad that you brought up like dog walking because one of my episodes on the Daily Hype, I think, last year was about how you don't have to outsource for your business. (laughs) Like you can outsource for your life. I know somebody who is like, I'm a solopreneur. I work alone. I have no interest in hiring a team. I have no interest in making more than the 150000 that I make. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a social media manager because I do my own social. I do my web copy. I write my emails. I do my work. I don't need any of these things. To I don't need validate a your business existence no, either. She's like, yeah. what I want is someone to do my grocery shopping. Yeah. And cook my meals and clean my place because I don't want to do any of that stuff. That's not mm-hmm. fun to me. And she pays less than most people pay for two or three people on a team, one or two people even on a team, for her life to be organized mm-hmm. so that she can do all of the things she can do in her business because she's fine handling all of it. Yeah. It's like it's for my actors who don't like to self-tape at home because they want to be directed and they don't want to deal with the camera equipment and blah, blah, blah. So they have a studio they go to to yeah. do their auditions. It's the same concept. It's figuring out what is not serving you yeah. and figuring out ways that you can, you know, up-level that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam – I don't know what more we could say that isn't just going to be like, I'm obsessed with you, but. Um. <laughs> I know. I wonder if people are like, why do they talk about each other so much? I mean, I tag you in basically every Instagram story. I also I'm wonder like, sometimes if people think that we're fake friends, like that we're not really friends or something. I could dig up some really embarrassing Facebook photos. Don't that would make prove me. The otherwise. Yeah. They're pretty, it's brutal. We've never had a blowout fight. No. We, but I feel like we're also not those people no I I also feel like at the at the base of anything if you're also listening to this wondering how to work with a friend the friendship comes first Mm -hmm. I think for both of us and exists on a different playing field we do not text about work nope unless it's like what time are you gonna be over yeah you know 
Uh, which is different because you just are in Los Angeles for a while, so we ah! can text that, which we haven't been able to do before. <laughs> it's so exciting. Uh, you know, we put work messages in Slack. Mm-hmm. We allow people to come back to them whenever they have a second. You know, we, we don't talk about work outside of work. I mean, occasionally, like, we have a group text with all of our friends from college, and one day you texted and you were like, I'm so bored. I can't believe I got all my stuff done. And I texted and said, I have some things for you to do. <laughs> You're like, that's funny because I actually have a lot of work that I need you to send over but to But you me. know what's funny is we have such clear delineations that after I sent it, I was like, huh, that's the first time I mentioned work in this text group, I think, yeah. ever. Yeah. You know, so I think that one of the th- – first of all, we have contracts. Yes. Contracts – Contract, contracts. Contracts. Because it's like, this is the boundary. This is how we work. We do need to write that one contract. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are behind a contract. We'll but get it done. We'll get it done. Um, but yeah, having contracts, having clear communication outside of the way that you communicate as friends, and having just general respect for each other. Like, if you're like, hey, by the way, you owe this to me. I'm not going to be like, get off my back. I'll do it when I do it. I'm going to be like, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'll get it to you tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that's just a general learning to talk to people in a way. But like, I feel like you can like cross a boundary with a friend a lot easier sometimes than someone you don't know. Maybe this is why we work so well together. To me, I'm even more hard with those boundaries because you're a friend. That's how I feel. But yeah. I have a client of mine who worked with a friend of hers and that it became so blurred mm. because it was like, oh my God, you know I went out last night and I'm hungover. Like, give me a moment. Where for us, I feel like we'd be like, I don't care that you're hungover. I just need to know when I'm no. getting this thing from you. I'm like, that's fine if it's Friday, but is it Friday? Right. Is it still Friday? And, but that's also learning to work, I think, with in, others, with others yeah. in general and learning to – it comes with age, but not taking things personally. Yeah. And that – listen, for my actors, it's a big lesson to not take shit personally. But some shit's just business. And I'm like, hey, will you have this by Friday? No, I will not have it by Friday. Okay, great. I'll change my schedule so that I can get it done on Sunday. Or sometimes you will say, you have to though because I have this and this to do mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday and then I'll readjust my schedule yeah. and I'll say, okay, well then I'll prioritize differently. Well, and that's a big thing for my actors too is a lot of actors ask me, do you – and obviously there was no taking that away from our relationship because you know me deep down and you know exactly what I do. <laughs> actors ask me, do you tell the people you work with that you're an actor? I say yes because it takes so much – so much mental energy off your plate to not have to worry about the gymnastics of like the mental gymnastics I can't say the thing that I do and like what if you book something that could maybe happen next week but it could also happen next month and I have to really decide when I'm gonna say this I'm exhausted just thinking that and maybe I've just gotten too old to handle it but like I tell you, hey, I had an audition this week, and if I get it, it's going to ruin our working relationship for the next 10 days. Can you get me things early? And and we adjusted. Yeah. You know? So I think that, one, the friendship has to come first. Two, mm-hmm. get contracts. Three, respect each other and have very clear boundaries of where you communicate. And also, like, just as people, like, even if we weren't friends – be honest about what you need. Like there are times mm-hmm. when you'll be like, if you're not going to get it to me by Friday, I won't be able to work on it till Monday. And I'll be like, okay, well then I won't care till Monday. Yep. Or I'll be like, no, I really want it done. So then I have to reprioritize on my end. But that's just communicating. Yes. You know? And it's 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 hard to find someone you communicate super, super well with. And that's why when you do, you should start a company with them. <laughs> and that's why we're doing it. because we're like, oh wow, we get along super well together and we don't – watch us like hate each other in five years. <gasps> oh my God, don't do that. Huh? Well, I knocked. Okay. Well, you're lucky you didn't wake up a dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was actually, wow. I'm impressed. 
Well, guys, thank you for listening to both the Unfiltered Entrepreneur and the One Broke Actress podcast. It has been a delight to have you, Sam. Same, Ash. <laughs> As you sit in our cozy clothes and our coffee mm. and our pups around us. Mm. Not our pups, your pups around us. They're happy to share the love. I'm so happy to have you as part of the team. You know, I'm very, very, very lucky to have the team that I have. It's been great working with such a close friend of mine and now living so close that I can just like scoot on over <laughs> whenever I want. <laughs> Anytime. I can't tell you how much you've made a difference to my people as well. Just teaching everyone that they have value outside of their acting career and sharing your business tips for a business that is deep down entrepreneurial. It's it's been huge. And so I'm I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy about Fast Forward Productions. And I couldn't I couldn't be happier about all of this. Everything. Well, cheers to us. Cheers to everybody listening. Onward and upward to all of you. We are in your corner, whether you need us in a free capacity, whether you want to pay either of us or both of us for our services. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. We believe in you. And I guess that's really it. Mm-hmm. And if you're my Patreon team, you're probably going to see more of Ashley very soon. Okay. Bye. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>